0: So here is, I remember you by Harsha Sugardhattir, Part 1, Chapter 14. I hope you are going to like it. So let's get started. Chapter 14 On his way to the police station to meet Dagny, Freer thought about coincidences. His shift had passed unbearably slowly, as if he were wading through treacle. Incredibly, Freer had somehow managed to do his job without his colleagues and patients noticing how out of sorts he was. Still, he could not refrain from virtually running out of the hospital when his shift ended. When he got into his car, he stuck the key in the ignition with a trembling hand. Dagny had promised to look into the disappearance of the boy in istaf on nearly 60 years ago, and while Flair was echoed, and while Freyr was occupied with work, he had not been thinking about how this tragedy could be linked to his son's case. It had taken all his energy to concentrate on the down-to-earth problems of his patients. Now that he had had time to consider this question, on the way to the police station, his feeble hope that there might finally be an explanation for Benny's disappearance had dwindled. The two disappearances were strikingly similar, yet so far apart in time that there could not possibly be a connection between them. And yet, he did not like coincidences, which more often than not turned out not to have any explanation at the end of the day. But what was a coincidence? Was not it when similar things occurred within a short interval? Could 60 years be considered a short interval? If two meteorites landed in the same place on Earth, several centuries or even millennia apart, you would call it a coincidence, but what about events in people's lives? Was not the occurrence of similar events with a break of several decades, spanning more than two generations even, too long a time to merit the term coincidental? He was not sure. Children did not often disappear without a trace. Though it was unfortunately more common than rocks crashing down through the earth's atmosphere, the less frequently something happened, the longer the amount of time there could be between events for them still to be coincidental. So was this coincidence then? Freer could not decide and his mental turmoil was accompanied by a feeling of hopelessness, making it impossible for him to focus on anything. He knew it would help to talk through this out loud, make sentences out of his ideas and see how they sounded. Another person's caution would also help him to get his thoughts on track. Yet he still said nothing and could not bring himself to air them as he sat next to Daphne at the police station. Instead he tightened his grip on the edge of the sturdy built table in front of them, doubtless chosen for its durability, and flipped with his other hand through the old police reports he was forcing himself to concentrate on. Judging by the serious look on Dagny's face, there was no lack of focus on her part. Yet she must have been tired with the long working day behind her. If she were not being so obliging to him, she would have gone home long ago. I don't think we will find out anything more about this," Dagny placed the final piece of yellowed paper on the stack in front of her. The old-fashioned black lettering on the report made Freer think, vaguely, of the sound of striking typewriter keys. Of course, the boy might be mentioned in other reports, since his disappearance attracted some attention. But we can hardly go through the reports made by the Stefan Duzur police in search of it." She smiled sadly at him. I inquired about this through a colleague of mine who is retiring from the department. He remembered it from his childhood and was absolutely certain that the boy was never found, so we have not missed anything. No. Prayer reread the final report that seemed to have been made about the case. It was dated to the Feast of St. Podarkar, 23 December 1953, almost two months after the boy disappeared. A man thought he had seen a shabbily dressed boy behaving oddly on the beach near the harbour late in the evening in the blistering cold, and the description fitted Bernadette perfectly. The boy had stood there still as stone, staring down as icy sea water washed over his feet. When the man called to him and said that he was going to come down onto the beach himself, the boy had disappeared, making the man think he had probably fallen into the sea. His search of the beach proved fruitless, so he notified the police. The investigation was neither long nor detailed since there was little that could be done about the situation. The child was not found and there were no signs of his whereabouts that evening nor the next day when the search was renewed. The man was asked to describe the child in more detail and it seems that a clear sighted police officer had realized that the boy's tattered clothing fitted with a description of the boy who had gone missing in the Ottoman. The investigation of the boy's disappearance seems to have come to a swift end. At least it was far more detailed in Benny's case. I hope this is a sign of changed times and does not reflect the difference in the two boys' social status. Bernardes had been the son of a single father with a drinking problem and mental health issues, while Benny had had two reliable and concerned parents who would never have settled for anything less than a full event less than a full investigation. I suppose it is a bit of both. The police working methods have changed as they have in other professions. Dagny took the papers they had gathered and stood up to go and photocopy them. If you and your wife had not involved yourself in the search search for your son, it is entirely possible that it would have been called off earlier. The attention would probably have been directed more towards you, if you had seemed unnaturally interested in the details of the case, but in any case, the behavior of family members always has an influence, one way or another. She arranged the papers on the desk into a tidy pile. In fact, I looked over the files in your son's case, in the light of his possible connection to these other cases, and I must say that the police considered your that the police considered you extremely suspicious for a time. She studied him, obviously wondering how he had reacted. Priya did not try to evade it since there was no reason to. I already told you that I am not trying to avoid discussing it. It was a for a while, I was almost out of my mind with worry about my son and on top of that I was afraid I would be wrongfully arrested. Amazingly though, I actually did not give a damn about myself. It simply did not occur to me to care. We were so busy grieving at Benny's disappearance. I understand that. Dagny was still staring at him. Did you ever find out what happened to the insulin? The stuff that was missing from the package? Freya relaxed his grip on the edge of the table and rubbed his temple. No, it was never found, the drugs never left my side, and I am well aware that it made the police suspicious at the time, but everything I said was true, and it all was corroborated. I hope there is nothing to the contrary in the reports, but I am absolutely certain that the police believed me. I did not take the insulin out of the box. If he had a hundred kroner for every time he had wondered about this, he would be a rich man though unfortunately he had never come to any satisfactory, satisfactory conclusion. He was convinced he had either been given an incomplete prescription at the hospital pharmacy and that there had never been more than one syringe pan in the box or that the missing needles had fallen out of the box without his noticing it. He had gone to the hospital to pick up the drug, been given it in a box inside a little bag and had not given it another thought. He had been in a hurry to get back to his office where he had stayed for around 2 hours before realizing he had to get home. Even today his heart etched at the thought, what had he been thinking not going straight home? Of course what awaited him at his office had appealed to him more than the idea of helping Sara and her sister bake and prepare for the birthday party, but still he had never regretted anything more. Though there was nothing he could do about it now, the best he could do was push the thought of it firmly aside. It was a terrible day in every way, he said. On his way home, he had been delayed even more. He had been in an accident with a trailer and become even more stressed about the frosty welcome he had faced from Sarah. He had not noticed the trailer attached to the back of a car he needed to overtake at the exit from Arthans his car was not badly damaged though the trailer had been dented and its coupling rather bent out of shape. In fact, the only time that he had not had the paper bag containing the prescription within reach was when he had got out of his car at the patrol station to speak to the angry driver and fill out insurance papers while the man examined the damage to his trailer. The bag had been lying on the front passenger seat and he had thought nothing of it. I think either the truck was missing from the box from the start or as it was stolen at the petrol station. Though that's less likely, surely I would have noticed if someone had sneaked into the car while I was standing next to it. Nothing showed up on the petrol station security cameras? No, I'm afraid not. We parked all the way at the end of the forecourt since there was not enough space for two cars and only the car with the trailer appears in the video. But as I said, I doubt very much that anyone could have got into the car without my knowledge, and even if they did manage to, they would probably have taken the bag and not bothered to get the ceilings out of their box. Yes, probably. Dagni's expression was unreadable. It is not really relevant now, I was just curious. It struck me when I read it. As Freer watched Dagny leave the room, he tried to imagine what sort of person could have treated the disappearance of his own child with the sort of disregard that Bernard's father had shown. He could not understand it in the light of his own experience. The man had not even bothered to report his son missing. The task had fallen to the school's nurse. she had complained to the boy's teacher when he did not turn up for a medical checkup and was told that the boy had not show up for school that morning. The nurse then called his home and was informed by the father that he was not in his bed. It was then that he reported to it. It was then that he reported it to the police. Who went straight to his house in the first statement taken from the father he said that he had not even noticed whether his son had come home from school the previous day he had fallen asleep over a bottle he had managed to get his hands on and when he woke up he assumed that the boy had gone to school he had only realized that something was wrong when the school called to ask whether his son was ill he had looked into the boy's room and noticed that the bed had not been slept in that night. Although the officer who had written the report had clearly put some effort into wording it carefully without passing judgment, it was obvious how much the negligent father disgusted him. It would have been impossible to hide it completely except by leaving out anything said by the man who neither had any idea where his son might be nor appeared to be in any particular rush to find out. In the father's final statement taken about 2 weeks after the disappearance the police force patients with him appeared to have worn thing among other things he had said it might be for the best if his son was not found as then he would not have to pay for his funeral prayer was so flabbergasted that he had to read this again to be sure he had not misread it he would personally give anything in the world to have the bones of his son returned and lay them to rest in constructed ground. Of course, the man had been ill. As a psychiatrist, Prayer was interested in learning about his history, but he doubted any data on him was available. There was nothing in the reports about what had become of Bernard's mother or whether she had been similarly unfortunate. Freyr could probably find out by asking some of the town's older residents and he immediately thought of the old teacher who was his patient. However, the father and his son had only lived a short time in Staffan de Zur and there was nothing in the files about where they had moved from. Hopefully, the old man would have a better recollection of the boy's story which must have been a topic of conversation at the school after his disappearance. Freyer had not been interested in discussing this with him when he had visited him that morning, but he would tomorrow. The noise of the photocopier which had carried into the meeting room stopped. Would you like a coffee? Maybe? Dagny appeared in the doorway with two sets of paper, the yellowed originals and the bright white copies. I don't need to do it or anything. We have got a coffee machine. Prayer shook his head. No thanks. For the moment he wanted nothing. The, mem- the memory of how Sarah had wasted away after Benny's disappearance suddenly resurfaced. She had only eaten when he ordered her to and their sex life had evaporated completely. Her apathy was total. Hip-he. He felt his heart contract when he compared in his mind the old curvy Sarah full of happiness and life with the husk that remained living only out of habit. Although his fears that he could end up on the same path might be unfounded, he had to remain conscious of the danger. Sarah had not realized where she was heading when she declined her first cup of coffee. Frears judged, actually, yes, I will. He forced himself to watch Dagny turn in the doorway to go and fetch the coffee, and admired her slim hips and the shapely backside her loose-fitting police uniform did not quite conceal. With that, he felt a little bit better and relaxed even more when he took a sip of the strong coffee. It is not clear from this whether Hala had any ties to Barnadas other than being his classmate at the primary school. Dagny sat back down next to him and started putting the old reports back into folders, or if she did, it escaped the notice of the officers investigating the case. She shook her head as if to jolt her brain into proper working order. Something caused Hala to become obsessed with the boy. Dagny ran a hand through her cropped hair. But no matter how I try, I cannot think of any sort of connection that might form between guilds of that age that would last for decades after one of them had died. Even if they had been best friends, which I finally rather. Which I find rather unlikely. According to the school's information, Bernadette was unsociable and mostly kept to himself. I'm sure someone would have mentioned if he had had a close friend. Freya agreed. He also knew that children like Bernadette, who had no sport from relatives, Who had no support from relatives and were emotionally neglected were usually social outcasts. They hardly ever had a best friend and were lucky not to be constantly bullied. Of course, it is possible that his disappearance traumatized her at the time and that the shock resurfaced when her mental health started to deteriorate. Children Children are sensitive at that age and serious events in their formative years can leave permanent scares. He looked at Dagny, and of course, it is also possible that someone was responsible for Bernada's death and that she witnessed it or knew about it. No, that cannot be, Dagny frowned, why would not she just have said something? There could be many reasons, maybe she was afraid of being next, maybe she did not realize what she had seen until afterwards, when it was too late, maybe she felt ashamed that she had not done anything to help Bernada's. Or wanted to protect those who played a part in his disappearance. Like who? Dagny's initial doubts about freyer's theory seemed to be dwindling. A close relative, for example. Apparently, Hala's father was also a drunk. Perhaps he had a propensity for violence too. Dagny noted thoughtfully, her hair sticking up where she had tousled it. enjoyed the moment, a moment later. Enjoyed the moment, a moment later. as if it it had needed an instant to collect itself. That would explain a few things, I suppose. I would not want to keep that kind of thing a secret all my life. She rocked in her chair and crossed her legs. Do you think she might have suppressed her memory of it only to have it spring up in her head later and drive her to kill herself? Freire smiled. It is extremely rare for that kind of thing to occur. In fact, it is fiercely debated in the literature whether it happens at all, even though repressed memories are often discussed in the media in connection with sex crimes against children, for example. It has never been proven either way I would be really surprised if there were if that were the case here Have you given any more thought to how this could be connected to your son Dagny looked him in the eye she seemed slightly nervous and as a result maintained the eye contact a little too long Freyr felt a bit like he was taking an oral exam I mean have you come across anything that might explain Hala's interest in him He seemed to be on her mind as much as Bernadette's. I did not think of anything and I don't believe she had anything at all to do with me, my son or my family. Freer pulled the photocopied reports towards him. Her relationship with Benny was only in her mind and it is anyone's guess why she imagined it. It is still a bit weird, don't you think? Danny continued to hold his cage. Your son disappears, you move here, and then an old case turns up in which a boy disappears in a similar manner. It would have been simplest to deny it, write it off as an incredible coincidence and then steer the conversation onto something else, but instead he decided to take the opportunity, since Dagny had brought it up to say what was on his mind. I think it is more than strange, it's crazy in fact. If I were not so freaked out by it, I might be able to gather my thoughts and work it out. It is just so bizarre that I don't really know where to begin." Freya took a sip of his coffee, which was now lukewarm, and continued, My son and Barnodas don't seem to have anything in common except for their disappearance. There are deserts between them, they don't appear to be related. I checked on it in the book of Icelanders just now. It's been too long since Barnardus disappeared for the same person to have taken them away. Of course everything points to this case being entirely unrelated, but I still cannot bring myself to accept it. Especially given that the names Benny and Bernudas both appear in the letter that Hala left behind and in the text messages filling her phone. Those two things cannot be coincidence in my opinion though I cannot stretch my mind enough to connect them. Dagny gave him a faint smile. I could not agree with you more. Of course I was hoping you would notice something we had missed in the files but I am not really surprised you did not. I assure you, we have continued to investigate every angle concerning Hala. We have spoken to her widower, her children, her former colleagues, but no one knows anything and everyone is equally surprised when we bring up your son, let alone Bernoudez." She reached for some papers that she had brought with her to the meeting room but had not touched since putting them down. Both her husband, Hannah both her husband and her daughter say that she had little or no communication with her friends in recent years, so there is not much to be had from them. But she had been trying to rekindle childhood friendships. Some from that group had moved away, so she spent a lot of time on the phone and her husband complained bitterly of the high phone bill. One of the women lived in istafon de but she died shortly before all this started with Hala. The widower and his daughter are fairly certain that this woman's death was what prompted Hala to seek out her old friends. She realized that she did not have that long. He also said after you spoke to him about it that he had thought a lot about the religious reawakening she had experienced and thought that the woman's death had inspired that the women's death had inspired it as well. Hala had wanted to ensure a place for herself in heaven as death drew nearer. And how does this all relate to her having sought out old friends? Freer hoped Dagny was just telling him details from the police investigation. The mystery was complicated enough without adding senior citizens from all over the country. Agni handed him two of the pages, one was a copy of the school photo that he was now all too familiar with and the other was a list of the names that had been scribbled in. He went over it, Loras Hegelson, Verdis Armandaster, Silza Khorasdotir, John Iverson and Stein as you can see, Hala's old friends are the same as the ones we faced in the photo all those years ago. And as we know, most of them are now dead. After Hala started tracking them down, they all passed away one after another. prayer pushed the list back over to Techni. The photo reminded are in the photo remained there in front of him. Bernard's beautiful face looking out at him Did you speak to this Loris the one who is still alive Yes and no Dagny folded the paper He hung up on us when we told him our business and since he lives in Regadjvik we cannot check whether he would give us a warmer welcome in person I would prefer not to get the police down south involved in this for the moment I'm simply not sure how I could describe the case to them in a way that made sense. Freer looked away from the photo, which was on the verge of hypnotizing him. How did the others die? It is not entirely unexpected when people are over seventy, but all the same, it is a pretty high morat, uh, But all the same, it is a pretty high mortality rate in such a short amount of time. Tagney cleared her throat. Well, none of them died of health issues. Neither long nor short illnesses. Badies bled to death after an accident. Joan died from complications from bones. Silza died of exposure. Stannins was run over, and Hala was a clear case of suicide. Freer let Dagny's words sink in as he tried to draw conclusions about the group based on these sad statistics. He wished he had a piece of paper and a pen to make some notes. Has anyone investigated these incidents? found out whether there is a reason to assume they are connected? No, they have not. You need a special warrant to ask for that kind of information and since it involves a number of different police authorities, it would take ages. These people lived all over the country. I also don't think we can really pursue it. It would be difficult to explain why we need this information, nothing suggests that any crimes were committed and we have got no reason to be asking questions." Dagny stopped for a second and took a deep breath, plus there is one more thing. This did not sound good but he asked nonetheless, what? The first person from the group to die, Vedis? Dagny did not finish her sentence, instead handing Freya yet another sheet of paper that appeared to be the preface to an autopsy report. She lived here in Staffan de Zur, so I was able to find out how she died. As you can see, she died three years ago in an incident in her garden. Dagny licked her dry lips. She fell onto some open garden shears with the result that the major artery in her neck was cut along with her. Also, Fagus. Don't ask me how it is possible to be so unlucky, but it is all described in the report and no one disputed that it was an accident. Stranger things have happened. The coffee was too cold for Freya to risk another sip, but he took one anyway. Did you know this woman? Not exactly, but I remember her. She was very unusual. She sometimes held sinuses at her home, but that's irrelevant. Dagny grimaced slightly. I wanted to draw your attention to something else, the date of the accident. Freer looked for it in the summary. He had to read the date twice to be sure, though he had seen this same numerical sequence more often than he could count. His mouth dry, he muttered, "It it is the day that Benny disappeared and there is this too. Dagny pointed to the line above the date of death. She lived in the same house as you do now. She died in your garden, in other words. She looked at him even more intensely. Coincidence? Thank you for joining me. I hope you like it.